Welcome to episode number three of the Melodies with Morgan podcast. This is the podcast to learn how to play piano chords, learn how to use those chords to play by ear, and get special insight and fun stories for teaching piano classically and by ear. Let's get started. Today we're going to be covering how to read a chord chart versus sheet music. So this episode is all about how to read a chord chart and chord charts are so different than sheet music. I remember the first time that I tried to read a chord chart and it had been after years of taking piano lessons, classical piano lessons. So I was already reading sheet music pretty fluently and then getting introduced to the world of chord charts was so different and it was something, it should feel similar but it just is its own world. So we're going to talk all about chord charts today and how that compares to learning and playing sheet music. We're going to talk about the main differences between the two. We're going to talk about the general idea of a chord chart and then how that compares and which is better, chord charts or sheet music. And before we begin, I'm going to before we begin, I'm going to tell a short story. So um, the first time that I learned to read chord charts was from my church. We were having a music night and the music night was all the all the young kids who wanted to learn how to play on the worship team could come and we had a jam session. And the lady who played the piano was showing a number of us how to play these chords. And there were just small connections that I was making. I was going, oh, okay, well, ah, I see how that was done in piano lessons and classical piano lessons. But then reading a chord chart was so, so different. And I remember particularly one time I was playing the piano and I was playing through this chord chart and I was just struggling. It was a super easy chord chart. It was for the song, um, this is the air I breathe, your holy presence living in me. It was that song that we were doing. I was just struggling so much and it only uses the G chord and the G um, sus chord. So it was, it was so, so, so hard until I learned, oh wow, there's some really basic things about chord charts that nobody told me, or maybe they did tell me and I just, it just didn't click. So in this episode, I'm going to try to tell you all the things that I wish I could have learned right away that just would have helped the chord charts to click and to make sense. So let's get started. So what does a chord chart look like? By the way, you can find any chord chart online by Googling whatever worship team song you want to play and then just put the word chord chart or two words chord chart right after the song title. So you could do any of the Hillsong music or you could do any hymn if you like hymns. There's chord charts for all the hymns. And then you could do any of the popular worship music that's out there today. A lot of the contemporary churches use music. So you can just Think of a song that your church does and then go and um, Google that chord chart. For example, one of them I love is the one that says, uh, I speak Jesus. And you can just put that in Google search bar and then put the words chord chart after that. UltimateGuitarTab.com has all the great chord charts and they even have an app so you can go on there and find your chord charts. And a chord chart looks like the words of the song with letters over top of those words. So there might be A, E, D, 
F sharp minor, D2. There might be all these different letters over top the words. Those letters are your piano chords. And then the words just show you what the music is. So that's your general idea of the chord chart. The letters are the chords that you play on the piano. So you need to know what those piano chords are. And then the words just help you keep track of where you're at in the song. So how do you read a chord chart? So the best way to read a chord chart is to look at the chord chart and you could just follow along with your finger just the words as the music is playing. Chord charts really only make sense the first time if you are listening to the music and following along with the chord with the chord chart. If you try to play a chord chart the first time and you are playing the piano and you don't have a backing track or you don't have a worship team to play with, you can play through the chords, but it's going to be hard to hear what the song sounds like until you can play the chords fluently enough to be in line and in time with the real actual song. So how do you read a chord chart? You just read the words of the song. And then every time there is a letter over one of the words, like let's say, um, let's say it is that song, I Speak Jesus. It goes, I just want to speak the name of Jesus um, over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is hope and there is healing. I speak Jesus. So could you hear when I was changing the chord? I played this chord, the A chord, and then I played a C sharp minor. I'm not even sure if that's the right chord. And then I played a D chord, and then I played the A chord. So I'm just doing this by ear, playing these chords. But generally speaking, the chord is going to be right over the word. So you should play the chord at that point in the song. And this is what makes chord charts so hard to understand. There's no exact timing for you to actually play the chord. You just gotta feel the music and you must be able to feel the beat of the song. For example, I just wanna speak the name of Jesus. My left hand here is playing the beat. You have to be able to feel this internal beat as you are playing a chord chart. Otherwise, you're going to be all over the place. And that's the thing. When I was telling the first story, how I didn't know how to play the song, This is the Air I Breathe, or Your Holy Presence. What, what's that song called? Um, I'm Desperate for You. So that one, I didn't know how to play that one very well because I didn't know that it was actually following a really solid, strict four beats. It goes one, two, three. Four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three. This is the air I breathe. Two, three. This is the air I breathe. You're holy. Okay, and so on. So as you're playing that song, if you can't have this super clear counting going on in your head, and even with your whole body, you can count by just nodding your head. If you can't have that counting going on as you're playing, chord charts are going to be quite difficult at first. And this is something that really you learn just by playing with a worship team because the drummer is definitely playing the beat. The guitarist is playing the beat <laughs> and you as the pianist, you got to be playing the beat. Otherwise it's going to, whoo, everything's going to either be together or everything's going to be totally off. And one way you can practice the beat is to play with a metronome 
and you can Google online metronome. It just goes beep, 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 and you can set it at different speeds, beep, 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 or beep really slow, really fast, and practice playing one chord with that consistent beat until you can play a song super consistent with the same beat. Now you might wanna switch it up so you're not always playing the same chord and see if you can count. One, two, three, four, and so forth. Okay, that was some simple practice ways. I was gonna cover how to practice later on in this episode. We'll get to other ways that you can practice. So the worst thing about the chord chart (laughs) is that you don't know how many beats to hold out the chords for. And this is something when I was starting out, I wish that someone would have told me this little secret. Generally speaking, any chord in a chord chart is gonna be held out for four beats, sometimes two, sometimes eight, And if it's a funky song, it might be totally different. But if you can just have this idea as in, okay, every chord's probably going to get four beats. And if it sounds wrong or if it sounds like I should have changed to the next chord, you probably should have. So that's the hardest thing about chord charts. It is not defined and it's not even written in the music. But once you learn how to do this and once you learn how to feel the beat and the rhythm, oh, it's so easy. And it's it's like second nature. It's like learning how to ride a bike. The first time you do it is so hard and you fall again and again and again and you fail again and again. And then once you have it, oh, it just clicks and you're just breezing through. I have some really young students actually who have learned how to play chord charts and they're singing with the music and they're playing the chords and they're playing on beat. And it there's just this moment where it clicks and it's a really cool moment. And sometimes you have to get to that moment with every song you learn. So it might really click with this one song and then you go to your next chord chart and then you have to learn how to do it. But as you continue to do it, it's going to make sense the, the more you practice. So fun story time. This, oh, it's so cute. I teach a lot of students and uh, sometimes I've been teaching some young students and helping them to understand and to get established with the beat in a song is sometimes so hard. And there was one student in particular who was, I, I noticed he was like making this swish noise with his mouth almost, (laughs) okay, this might be kind of gross, but like the saliva in his mouth, he was like swishing it on beat as he was, (laughs) as he was playing his song. And I, I think I might've even asked him about it. He was a super um, uh, extroverted, or what do you call that? Introvert, extrovert? I think that's the word. Yeah. Super extroverted student. And so he was totally, he was like, oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm just swishing the saliva in my mouth on beat. (laughs) And so then I told him, I said, oh, okay, well, um, awesome. You can do that if you want to, or you can nod your head. So like, boom, two, three, four, nod your head. Or you can, you can even just use your whole body or your arms to just like up and down, boom, 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 boom on beat. And so I had him try a number of these different methods. I have noticed that young students, when they're trying to learn the beat, if they can use their whole body to feel the beat, it it just makes it so much easier to learn. Sometimes I even have my students get up, stand beside the piano and march across the room as I play a song. I say, okay, march to this beat, boom, boom, boom boom, and then they march. And then I say, okay, that's kind of boring. Let's go fast. Let's march to this beat. (laughs) And then they, sometimes it gets out of hand and they just run across the room. But it's interesting, once we try every extreme, once we try the really slow turtle speed, 
And then once we try lightning speed or cheetah speed, every student just wants to go super fast just to try it, get it out of their system. And then we go back to the normal speed and they are just marching right on beat. So that is an exercise I do with my students. As an adult student, it can be, it might feel a little weird to do that, to march across the room. But what I would encourage you to do is move more than just your fingers. See if you can move your arm or see if you can nod your head or see if you can actually feel the whole beat in your body. Every time I play music and as I'm playing by ear, for example, let me play a little something for you. As I was playing that, that was more whimsical, but there was still this underlying rhythm going on or, there, or this underlying beat that I was following. And I always follow that just with my whole body. Eventually it gets to the point where you don't have to always be counting one, two, three, four, like a robot, but you're going to get to this point where you just feel the beat. And then as you're feeling the beat, when you're playing your music, ooh, it's, it's really cool because you can be playing piano without really thinking about the beat. You don't want to start there <laughs> just trying to feel the beat because it's not going to be super consistent. You want to start with something consistent and then learn that by muscle memory. And then that is where it's going to get easy for you. Okay, let's go into the next topic of this podcast episode. And let's talk about the difference between a chord chart and sheet music. What is sheet music? Which one is better, sheet music or reading a chord chart? What does sheet music even look like? So sheet music would be where you have the five lines on the staff and then you have all these little dots and circles and all the notes on the staff. If you've never seen sheet music, it's the, uh, the music where you have the notes on the lines. And so then as you're playing this, the main difference between sheet music and a chord chart is that sheet music outlines every single note you are ever supposed to press on the piano for that given song. And it tells you exactly how long you are supposed to hold the note for that song or for that measure. And then it, it outlines the song from beginning to end with all the details. It has all the information right there. Whereas a chord chart just gives you a chord. And even with a chord, there's a lot of a lot of variations that you can do as the piano player. You can play a chord a lot of different ways. There's not just one way to play a chord, but if you're playing sheet music, there's only one way to play that song. Unless you take creative liberties and add your own music into a song, which usually ah, teachers don't like. I used to do that in my piano lessons. I would learn my song perfectly, my sheet music song, and I, I loved it. I loved learning sheet music. I, to me, I approached it like a game. It was so, so fun to think of it kind of like a math equation that you have to master. And then once you get good at it, it's so much fun to play. So sheet music was just enthralling to me. I loved how precise it all was. And then sometimes I would create my own melodies and then I bring it to my teacher. Hey, look at this. Ooh, I did this. I changed this, 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 this. And that was so fun to do. Sometimes my students do that. And actually I let them do it. I kind of encourage it because I think that it's great to bring a lot of creativity into music, but that can also be really frowned upon if you're changing the sheet music because every note really is lined out that you're supposed to play just that note. So which one is better, sheet music or chord charts? I would say 
Sheet music is great because everything is there for you to know exactly what to play, but chord charts give you so much more freedom. It's so interesting to me. Every student, every piano player has their own style, just like every person has their own heart and their own deepest thoughts, their own soul. Every person is so unique and who they are is intrinsic only to that person. And it's interesting too, because every person's piano style and musical style is also unique just to that person. But if you were to only give a student sheet music to play, it can be really hard to hear that student's style. There have been students that I've taught and I've taught them how to play by ear and how to use chords. And even each of their own styles are so different. So once you teach a student how to play chords and go from there, you start to hear their style, which is so exciting. And I think that's one of the most rewarding things about learning and playing chords. You can play from your heart. It doesn't just have to be somebody else's heart. (laughs) It's kind of like if you were to recite somebody else's poem You can do it with a lot of emotion and it might really mean something to you to recite that poem. But what if you learned how to write and create your own beautiful poems, writing your own poem and reciting that poem? There's just a whole new level of depth there and same with music. So that is one reason why I'm so passionate to teach these chords is to give every musician an opportunity to play part of who they are. Okay, so which one is better? I would say they're both really, really good. One question that could be presented is why do classical teachers, piano teachers, not know how to read chord charts? And I think this is kind of a simple answer. The two styles are so different and learning a chord chart requires usually playing with a worship team or a band or having someone to walk you through what is going on with this chord chart. So even if you're learning by yourself, you need somebody to teach you, and it's just not in the common classical method books. The common method books teach you how to read sheet music one note at a time, and chords can be approached from the complete opposite end. We don't have to go through years and years and years of piano theory to get to chords, but the way that chords are taught classically, you do have to go through a lot of piano theory to get to the chords. So why, here's another question, why do people who read chord charts sometimes not really know how music theory works? Okay, so I've met people who can play a lot of chord charts and they play a lot of chords and they know somewhatly which chords are which, but then there's this big deficit in understanding how the chords work together and what chords actually do and which chords they can combine in a song to make it sound good. And all of that, that's actually just music theory. So music theory is understanding which sounds work together and why do they work? And is there a pattern that we can follow? Ha! The answer is yes, there is a pattern we can follow and the sounds do work for a very particular reason. And I love explaining this through pictures and patterns. Most music theory is not explained through pictures and patterns. Most of it is explained through the staff. So you'd have to be expert level at understanding the musical staff, like reading the sheet music, to understand the music theory concepts that are taught. But what if there was a way to understand the music theory concepts without having to understand the staff? Surely there's a way if you can understand music theory through the staff, which is just a visual representation of music. Surely there's a different visual representation that could connect the notes and the pitches and the chords all together for us. And all of this I do cover 
in the lessons and the ways that I teach piano chords. So unless there was a way to learn piano through these pictures and patterns, it's going to be very difficult to understand this theory unless you've taken years and years of music. So chords are great because you can learn all of this through the patterns that are taught in my courses and then also the YouTube videos. If you want to see some of these chords in action and you want to see the notes that I'm actually playing and some of the combinations, the ways that I practice and even things that are talked about on the podcast, you can go to my YouTube channel, Melodies with Morgan, or be sure to subscribe and get the free piano lesson. So if you subscribe to my email list, through my website, www.melodieswithmorgan, you're going to get a lesson that's going to guide you through learning your first few chords and a PDF that's going to give you the 12 major chords on the piano. So there's so much you can do with that. And you can just start learning your very first chords. And that's great because you can see the chords that I'm playing and treat it like a piano lesson. If you want to go sit at your piano or keyboard and just walk through the exercises with me. That's exactly how this lesson is going to work. I give you the exercises and then it's meant for you to basically just be my piano student for a few minutes and learn some piano chords. So I hope that you have fun learning the chords today and that you got a general idea with how to get started reading a chord chart. All right, until next time. Mm -hmm.